Stress is something that is a natural part of our lives. Stress is something that happens to everybody. And tonight, my prayer is this, and for the next few weeks, my prayer is this, is that we can learn how to deal with stress better. We can learn how to deal with anxiety better. And so I would love it if you would take notes tonight. I would love it if you would not be talking to the person next to you. I would love it if you weren't on your phone looking at things that honestly don't matter tonight and you could zone in for the next three or four weeks, at least for 20 minutes during live so that we can all learn together on how to deal with stress and anxiety because it's not going to go away. And one of the, I, I can tell you so many stories of my life of being super stressed out. For example, when I was at HEB and I told my four-year-old daughter that she could go to the restroom on her own. And she went to the restroom as I was checking out at HEB. And as I checked out, I, I, I went and I figured she would be done. This is Emerson I'm speaking of. And I figured she'd be done. Man. And I ask a lady, hey, can you go in there and see if there's a, a little girl in there? And she comes out and says, she's not in there. I'm like, oh, no. Can you check again? Like, can you look under the stalls? <laughs> it's my daughter. And she goes back in and comes out and she says, she's not in there. And as a parent, and, and, and you parents know, like, that's the moment. It's like, oh, it's on now. And so I have a lot of issues. And one of those is I always think someone's trying to get me. And I'm always on the lookout. Like, I'm never going to be got. Just go ahead and tell you right now. I, I, I was studying, no joke, like a few minutes ago, studying. And I was in this room where there's a window. And I thought I saw somebody walk by the window. And I stood up and was like, hey! It's just a car drove by. But I'm always ready. And so the lady looked for Emerson, and, and she wasn't in there. So I went in the guy's restroom. Maybe she went in there on accident. She, you know, didn't understand. And so I went in there, and I looked, and she wasn't in there. And then you hit this mode of like, oh, it's on. And I start scanning, the, the, like everything slows down, and I'm like looking at everybody, everything they're wearing. I'm looking for white vans outside. I'm, I'm just scanning the room or the, the, the grocery store, and I go, Emmy! <laughs> Who's the guy yelling Emmy by the cigarette station? <laughs> they're not in there, bro. Emerson! And I hear, Dad! And I was like, yes. And it was just like, like real faint, Dad, where are you? <laughs> she had actually been, she got stuck in the family restroom. And I was like, yes. So anyways, I hadn't told my wife that. And she's not here tonight either. So let's keep that between all 700 of us. So I lost my daughter. That's stressful. Okay, very, very stressful. Um, uh, another time for me happened just three weeks ago. And this, no joke, and I'm very open with my life, which is good and bad. But a few weeks ago, I had a legit, I don't know what it's called, a mental breakdown. I had a legit anxiety attack. I, I don't know what it was. Because here's what was happening is we were helping so many people with Harvey cleanup and, and, and boats and rescuing and all these things that we were doing. And we'd been just doing it and doing it. And, and, and it, was, it was long hours and it was just awesome and heartbreaking. And it messed me up a lot. And then it started to rain. 
That was the first rain since Hurricane Harvey. And I, I, I was in my office and I heard it start to rain and I just put my bag on and I just walked out the door and I was just sobbing. And I got to my car and I was just, I started to drive and then I called somebody, which was so dumb. And I pulled over in a parking lot and I just started talking to this person and I just lost it. Like one of those nasty, you can't breathe talking cries. Like, <laughs> that was me. That, that, was, that was your youth pastor having a breakdown. Like I'm yelling at this person on the phone and I just, I don't even know why I called this person. And I am yelling at them. They're like, what is happening? This person was not my wife. Okay, <laughs> it'd be a bad day. And I, I, I lost it. I mean, I seriously lost it in that moment because it was raining. Because I broke for all of those people who had already lost so much. And I know that rain for right now and even for some of us still, it hurts. And it's not that great at this time. And I had a legit stressed out anxiety attack, whatever you want to call it. And here's what I've learned about stress. Check this out. And I would love for you to write this down. Stress seriously happens when we get our priorities out of whack. Stress really takes off when our priorities are not in check. We've got to keep our priorities in line. And if this second row can't stop and grow up, I will kick you out and it won't be a party. Stressed. And I'm not playing. We got to keep our priorities in check when moments of stress and anxiety happen. And I want to show you some dudes who kept their priorities in check when they were about to be thrown in the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These dudes, I, I, could, I could preach on these guys about so many different things. There's so many phenomenal stories in this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3, there's this dude named King Nebuchadnezzar. He made a huge statue. He invited everybody to the party. He wanted everybody to show up, bring your Instagram live, your Twitter live, all this stuff. He wanted everybody to show it. The who's who was at the party to go and bow down and worship this idol that he had made. He was super excited about it. And everybody was there. Everybody was talking about it. And then we'll catch up right here in verse 7. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, and all kinds of music, all the nations and all the people of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So whenever this music started playing, when all this ah, started happening, everybody just boom, they took a knee. And they're like, yeah, and the people are, you know, they're taking pictures of it. They're like, look at that. You know, they're doing all this stuff. And verse 8, at this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of all of this music must fall down and worship the image of gold and that whoever does not fall down, check this out, underline this, highlight this, whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a furnace. Verse 12, but there are some Jews who you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
who are not listening to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. So here's, here's what the old tattletale astrologer did. Okay? Here, here's the, hey, there's some dudes. They're here, not sure how they got here. But they're here, and every time this happens, they are not, they are not kneeling down like the rest of the world is kneeling down during this certain time, if you know what I'm saying. There's some people who actually aren't going along with the culture and they're actually not kneeling down. It's crazy. They're, they're actually standing up when the music is playing. And he says, I can't believe you know you got these guys who go up and like, I mean, teacher, did you see what they did? That's this, that's this turd right here. That's what he's doing. Your majesty, like he builds them up like, you are your majesty. And they are not bowing down. Shadrach, if you're taking notes, write this down. Shadrach, that name. By the way, every name has a meaning. The name Shadrach means beloved by God. Now, none of y'all, you know, some, some of y'all, hopefully none of you are pregnant sitting here right now, but if, whatever, uh, don't name your kid Shadrach. That's kind of weird, okay? Okay, Shadrach Smith, whatever, it's up to you. But, whatever. <laughs> if you come to me and say, hey, I named my kid Meshach, I'll be like, that's weird. That's, that's weird. Well, you told me it means who is as God. That's what Meshach means, who is as God. Or Abednego, even weirder. Like, name your dog that. Abednego. Abednego. Here. <laughs> okay. Um, Abednego means the Lord is my God. Let's review. Shadrach, beloved by God. Meshach, who is as God. Abednego, the Lord is my God. Know this, that your name sitting here today is not athlete. Your name today is not homecoming king or queen or want to be. Your, your name is not Hey, you're really smart. Your name is not pastor. Your name is, if you have asked Christ into your heart, is the beloved child of the most high God. That's your name, Christians. Your name is beloved child of the most high God. And when you can remember that through the flames and through the fire, you're gonna keep your priorities in check. And here's, here's the thing, here's the thing. Is Satan, the enemy, who's very real, he knows our name, but he calls us by our sin. Some of us in the room, we, we, we feel like, man, I'm just a whatever that sin that you struggle with is. God, though, he knows our sin, but calls us by our name, who is Beloved child of the most high God. Stop listening to the enemy. Keep your priorities straight because when the stressful times come, if you don't, you will start worshiping the lower G God. Here's what I mean by that. Verse 13, furious with rage because homeboy came into a little tattletale baby. Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So he said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Yeah, he, he, come here. They came over to him. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true that you do not serve my gods? Notice that lowercase g. Notice that lowercase g. 
Is it true you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I've set up? Is it true that you're not, you're not bowing down when the music plays like the rest of the culture? Now, when you hear the sound and you hear this music in verse 15, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you don't, you will be thrown into a blazing furnace, period. Then what God, lowercase g, will be able to rescue you from my hand. So ask yourself right now, because this is a stressful moment for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is stressful, right? What is the lowercase g in your life that you're bowing down to? What is it that the culture is doing that you are taking a knee to because everybody else is taking a knee and so you feel like, you know what? I wanna be like the culture and I'm gonna take a knee as well. What is it in your life that you are doing that is taking the place of the capital G God? Only you know that. But that is the thing that you're spending most time with. That is the thing that is consuming your mind. That is the thing that is pulling you away from capital G, God. And that is the thing that is going to kill you and burn you up when the stressful moments come and the anxiety hits and you start to walk away from God because of the lowercase g's in your life. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to him, uh, we don't need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God, big G, we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Verse 18, but even if he doesn't, Hello? They say, look, dude. And I don't, I don't see them as little cowards, by the way. They're like going against the world. They're doing opposite of the culture, which I love people like that, by the way. Like, those people are awesome. Like, you are legit. Like, whenever you look like the world and you dress like the world and you smell like the world and you taste like the world, you just look like the world and you're disgusting. But the people who do the opposite of that, you're winning. You're awesome. Like, you are incredible. The people who do opposite of that and love Jesus, even better. And look, these are studs. They're not just like, oh, Mr. Nebby. No, they're not veggie tails, okay? These people, these people are like, let me tell you something, sir, king, whatever you are. Let me tell you something. Um, our God is going to deliver us from this. But even if he doesn't, even if he chooses not to, guess what? We're still gonna worship him, Period. Just thugs, just studs, just, just, just come on. That's what they're doing right there. Where you, tell us. King Nebuchadnezzar, even if he doesn't, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods, lowercase g, or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Even though my grandmother is going to pass away because she is sick, even though my parents are getting a divorce, even though my life is falling apart, even though I'm in the hardest moment of my life, I just want you to know, enemy, I want you to know, Satan, I want you to know, little G, that I will still serve my God no matter what. That's what he's saying right here. Even though my world has fallen apart and my friends have left me and I, everybody's making fun of me, I feel like a loser. 
even though I just want you to know I will serve my God no matter what you say. That was good. Most people would clap after that, but that's okay. You're only doing that because I asked you to. And that's okay too. Because here's, what's, here's what else is happening. Is that when you go against the culture, when you go against the world and you don't look like the world, people start to watch you. When you start saying, hey, I love Jesus more than anything else. When you start acting like a Christian and life uh, is, and you look different than everybody else, people are watching you. People were watching them. What if they said, you know what, you're right. Let's take a kneel. God knows our heart. Shut up. Well, God knows my heart. I'm going to go ahead and do all this stuff with my boyfriend and girl, or girlfriend. God knows my heart, even though, you know, I'm going to go ahead and cheat on this test all the time. God knows my heart, even though I didn't steal thousands of dollars from the bookstore. God knows my heart. Hard times, Lord, you know what I'm saying? I need the money. No, 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 no. Yes, he knows your heart, and you need a new heart. Verse 19, the Nebuchadnezzar was so mad and he told the strongest soldiers to tie these fools up and throw them into the furnace. This is the moment where it's stressful and they're remembering that their name is beloved child of the most high God. Gotta get your priorities straight. Their priorities are so straight. Verse 21, so these men wearing robes, trousers, turbans and other clothes were bound and thrown into the fire. Verse 22, the king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames killed the soldiers who took them up. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the furnace. Know this, is that your friends who are trying to take you down a road that's gonna lead you to destruction, though your friends, whoever that is, those people, the enemy, that they're trying to take you to, they're trying to lead you to, is going to ultimately take them out if you keep your priorities straight and focused on him. Because right here we see that the ones that were taking them to it, it was so hot, they didn't even go in it, they died because of the heat. Verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet. In a, I guess he was sitting down. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess he leaned back in a chair like, what's up, you know. He leaped to his feet. And he asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? And they said, yeah, yeah, bro. Verse 25. He said, look. I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like, looks like a son of the gods. There were three, and now there's four. One of them looks like a son of the gods. Verse 26, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High, capital G, God, come out, come here. So they came out, and the satraps and all the people at the party, everybody who was at this massive party, they crowded around them, and they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. They may have smelled like a little bit of smoke, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them at all. Nothing at all. No smell. No little hair singe. Nothing. Nothing. And notice how the G is now capitalized in God because Nebuchadnezzar saw people when they were through the fire come out shining like the Lord. 
and just know this, and some of you have heard me say this, we are going to go through hard times. It's gonna happen. It, it's, it's inevitable, like life happens, hard times come, things happen. And it's like we're going through the fire, just like we see right here. I know that for me personally, I've been through a lot of fire in my life. And I've been through some hard times. And know this, is that it's not outside of the fire that God is going to deliver you from the pain or from the issue you're in. Know this, it's not outside of the fire that it's gonna happen, it's in the fire. Because God is gonna keep you in that fire just like an awesome piece of gold that when it goes into that fire, all the junk drops off of that gold, it drops off and it drops off and it comes out until the goldsmith sees his reflection in that gold and is like, okay, good, we'll get another one. Stays in there till everything, all the junk gets off of it. The same thing happens to us, Christians. The same thing happens. When we go through the fire, we're gonna stay in the fire until God can see his reflection in us. Write that down. We're gonna stay in the fire until he can see his reflection in you. From Genesis to Revelation, anytime fire is mentioned, it shows the presence of God is there. Every single place from Genesis to Revelation, fire equals the presence of God and fire equals life change. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even though they were through a very stressful time, they kept their focus on God. They did not bow down and they remembered their name. When stress happens and things hit, don't freak out and lose your mind. Remember your name. If you're a Christian, you've asked Christ in your life because he has changed your name when you asked him into your heart. And some of you in the room right now, let me just tell you, let me be honest with you. If you have not asked Christ into your heart and you have not made him the Lord of your life, your name is not beloved of the most high God. And tonight, I want to help you change your name. I wanna help you know this Jesus who walks with people through the fire. I want you to know this savior that can save you from an eternity of fire. I want you to know him tonight and have him change your life for eternity. And then whenever the hard times come and maybe you're in it, I promise you, you have somebody that you can talk to and somebody that who can help you. And his name is Jesus. So with no one looking around,